Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Brodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. Hey, and this time it's Roscoe and Steph the Fanalist and Darty Brodeur and Beaner. We got four people here. Unfortunately, Sadi has COVID, so he's uh, he's under the weather right now. But uh, hey, this is the advantage of waiting a day to do this, is instead of me doing it alone, I have a whole team here. So sorry and you're welcome. Welcome back to Leaves Late Night, presented by Inside the Rink. Uh, yeah, Leaves won, so I feel a lot better than last time. How's everybody else doing? <laughs> a lot better than last time, man. Watching that Dallas game ended on the right note, especially for our boy Nikki Bobby there. And it was fast. just nice. Yeah, Bobby fast. But nice to get the two points, especially in overtime. Finally. Yes. Now we can move on. And yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Uh, Beaner, you're home after a long stint of work. How's it? Uh, how's it feel to be back? It feels wonderful. Um, for those that don't know, I was up in Iqaluit for the week. Um, first time ever being up in a territory, and it uh, was eye-opening. It's it's a whole different world up there, and definitely completely different than what i expected i'm not really sure what i expected but very different (laughs) so descriptive (laughs) do you have an example what was one thing that that happened to you up there that you were like oh this is different than it is in a province because i have no reference for a territory either so you see like commercials or something like that for like alaska and northwest territories and yukon and it, it doesn't look a lot different than you know, let's say Northern Ontario, just maybe a lot more snow. Yeah, I call you it's above the tree line. So there's literally not a single tree in the entire section of the territory. Now, wow. when you say above the tree line, like it's so far north that trees don't grow. Yep. Damn, I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. Right. Um, and it, it's very much so uh, a territory, especially on Bath. Like, so Icaluit's on main island and each community is basically its own little hub so you can't get from community to community unless you fly or take a boat wow so each one kind of has everything you need to a degree i guess like essentials yes like i from what they were saying in the winter when you get a lot of snow you could like snowmobile or dog sled it wow um but like there's there's no roads. There's a road that's literally called the road to nowhere that goes a couple miles out <laughs> into the Arctic tundra and then just stops. So what you're saying like is it's got some beautiful scenery, but if you were to watch a sketch about Canada from SNL in the eighties, it's pretty much that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> pretty much. Cool. Darty, how's uh how's Papa Life treating you? Honestly, before I get to that, I'm just like I was. I'm really, uh, I'm really glad we got like a kind of like a hometown hockey start to our uh, <laughs> our intro with Bean giving us like our, his national beanographic. 
<laughs> National Peanut Someone's got to do it. Hometown town hockey's not he's a thing so, anymore. <laughs> he's so casual with his. Uh, no, I was just saying a Callaway. Like, like it's not like the middle of nowhere, frozen tundra. Like that's pretty freaking cool. Okay. <laughs> I was no, trying to make a, a pun, pun in there somewhere too. Like maybe he talked to someone and you know they might have because he's out of town or they might have given him a cold shoulder. Hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's it's funny that you are kind of talking about stuff like that because I we sold a new unit to the airport long like just a little summary of why I was up there. And due to airport security, anytime you're working on the airport on the airfield side, you always have to have a, an escort, right? Someone has to be with you all the time. And every single day, one of the first questions that I got asked was, so do you like sports? <laughs> yep, very much so. You a Leaf fan? I was like, yep. And, there are, and every single one of them was like, ah, good. It won't be a bad day then. Really? Good. <laughs> it's got a bunch of Leaf yep. fans up north. I love that. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised that the majority of the ones that I met anyways were Leaf fans. That's cool. Wow. Speaking of Leaf fans... Bean, you have this beautiful display in your basement of these jerseys and, you know, memorabilia, and we get the pleasure of seeing them every time you're on webcam there. But a little birdie told me recently that your son is a Boston Bruins fan. (gasps) (gasps) Say it isn't so. (sighs) So Why? What the hell? This is based this is my wife trying to get a little chuckle and and stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> when we, we we try to stay pretty strict on bedtime for my son, so it took a long time before he was actually watching games with me. And one of the first games he watched with me that he can remember was against the Bruins. Of course. And he was asking who we were cheering for. Was it Game 7, Bean? Game seven? No, 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 it wasn't. Oh, son. <laughs> and so I, I, I said, well, I'm cheering for the Leafs, the blue team. Oh, well, what about the white team? I said, well, that's who the Leafs are playing against, trying to basically explain to him, you know, like it's a competition to see who can win because he was still fairly young at this point. And... He just kind of said, well, I want them both to win. No. <laughs> okay, I can get that. So as he's gotten a little older, like he, <laughs> he likes to cheer because every time the Leafs score and he's watching a game with me, obviously I get excited. So he's sitting there like, yes. And then someone will bring up a team or he'll see a jersey and, oh, who are they? Well, that's Carolina. Well, what's their team name? So the Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh, they sound cool. I like them too. <laughs> so if you ask him who he likes, he says Toronto, he says Boston, he says Carolina. And I think there's another one. I want to say the Islanders. Oh, man. So, so what's going on in that house? Pick, it's still being picked based off of names and colors, which is totally okay. He yeah, likes the one with but, the teddy bear. Yeah. He likes Matthews and he likes Martyr. And fair, that fair. is the only assessment he needs to make correctly. None of that in oh, your and Tavares. <laughs> and Tavares, because the jerseys that I have on my wall are captains. And obviously the only one that he will see on the screen playing for the Leafs right now is Tavares. So mm. he saw Tavares on the screen, saw Tavares on our wall and said, oh, that's Tavares. Mm. <laughs> nice. And side note, sorry that I'm rambling no here. Way. 
he he watched the game this past Saturday with me because I was flying out on Sunday. And as we were watching the game, he was he kind of had this inquisitive look on his face. He said, Daddy, can you watch old games like from a long time ago? I said, well, yeah, there's tons of them on there. Why? I really want to watch a game then I can see Tim Horton play. Wow. Definitely complete, Like completely unprompted. Yeah, your kid. I think it's because he loves Timbit so much. But Evil completely balls? unprompted. There's a difference between loving Timbits and being like, and, and even knowing that Tim Horton was a hockey player and being like, I want to seek out and watch him play. That's, that is your kid, man. <laughs> That's when you pull out your tapes from underneath your basement there and everything you got hidden and you're like, here you go, son. That's exactly what we're going to watch tonight. No more blocks. It is all Tim Horton footage. <laughs> So, Darty, I guess that kind of changes my question. Um, are you going to be encouraging Leafs or New Jersey with uh, Hayden? <clears throat> well, for myself, I, I said I be I became a fan of you know, hockey through you know just through watching it as, as a kid and just like being son, like I kind of picked the team based off of like I like the logo, right? Like I really like. Obviously, I went to, to Leafs games, and I've always followed the Leafs. I live in Toronto, so you know, I, I've, I've all, the Leafs have always been there. I've always paid attention to them. But like, as my, you know, as growing up, and as we're still, you know, clocks kick, ticking, <laughs> I don't see the Leafs with a cup yet. So um, yeah, as you know, as things have, uh, I, I've always followed. I always followed the Devils in the past, just because I, I like the team. I knew the Leafs were sucking. You know, so I uh, I was a huge Martin Brodeur fan. I used to collect all his cards. In fact, not even that. I used to collect New Jersey Devils cards. And uh, one of my favorite cards actually was a. I'm pretty sure it was a Claudeville Grain card. All right. And back then, you know, you know how how it is. I don't know how people used to be like, oh, I don't want that card, right? It's Claudeville Grain. Who the hell is that? Now, I still think the coolest card to have. All right. Like like that's. Uh, I don't know if you know if you don't know that, but he's like one of the very few like you know black players right <laughs> like yeah. i just back then it didn't really make mean anything right as a, you're just a kid collecting hockey cards right but like you know to me to me now i'm like i can't believe i have that card That's right like cool. i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah and uh so if i'm gonna raise my kid i think i just let him pick whatever team right especially because why would i want him to pick this godforsaken team <laughs> like if he could pick any other team great like, of course, I'd love him to be a Leafs fan because I want to be able to watch games with him. And knowing how, how many games are blacked out out of region, like, it'd be a lot easier to watch Leafs games. Yeah. But uh, whatever, team he, whatever team he likes, is like, as long as it's not Boston, being it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And your son has it's a cool Boston, hockey whatever, right? like, Your son has a cool hockey name, uh, Darty. Double H. Yeah, like, I just, exactly. Like, I... Uh, I didn't specifically try to do it like that, but I, um, it was more so like I was trying to, I'm trying to balance between, um, see, cause, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. Right. Like there's so many, um, cause I'm Lebanese. Right. So I, I try to, I, I try to make sure that my kid has a, you know, a name that's not just Lebanese, but also air, like can also translate air, Arabic wise. So, you know, that's yeah. why I, I can... <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's uh, sorry. I just before I forgot here when you guys were asking if he was going to try to push the the Leafs fandom. It it's kind of funny if you take parental influence out of it. 
you can always kind of if you just don't even ask how old someone is or sorry if you if you ask how old they are and you know they're a hockey fan you can sometimes even just kind of gauge who they're a fan of by who was really good at that point in time or by something major that happened in the sport in 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 and around the age where they would have been not only becoming aware of what's going on but more aware of who they are as a person like one of my best friends is a big time devils fan because he was right about that age you know late 90s early thousands the devils were one of the best teams in the league and that's when he was starting to you know figure out his own identity and who he wanted to be another one of my friends colorado avalanche they're both the same age born a month apart those two teams were juggernauts in the late 90s early thousands so it's i've always kind of noticed the correlation there so like kids that were born say 10 years ago there's a good chance they're probably tampa bay fans right now fair fair enough yeah yeah but hey there's i think now more than ever there's a good chance there's gonna be random leafs fans i said we we see it we're on twitter we see like you know like who the hell would think there's a Leafs fan in Scotland, right? And then there is. There's tons of them. Or Australia. <laughs> so it's like, or a Calumet. You know, look at... Uh, yeah. It's exactly, right? And so we're thinking of uh, like the influence Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and even John Tavares and William Nylander have on these, uh, you know, these young and old fans who, you know, new or, uh, you know, have been away from it for a while and they want to pick it up. And they're like, you know, who am I going to... I said, like, I'm, when I was a young kid, I saw Martin Brodeur, Stonewall Leafs. And from that point on, for the longest time, I was like, yo, I, I want to follow whatever Martin Brodeur is doing, right? Same thing, right? Kid watches, or an old man watches Austin Matthews, and they're <laughs> like, you know what? I like that Matthews guy. Let's let's <laughs> let's yeah. let's see where this goes. By the way, Darty, quick uh, quick dad-to-dad question, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you since. Congrats, by the way. Thank How's you. the sleep going? It's, uh, it's gone. <laughs> it's, it's gone? It's going. I'm getting a lot of sleep in over... I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of sleep in uh, in overtime. All right, <laughs> going, uh, going, it's, gone. <laughs> it's it's um, you know what you find you find ways to sleep. You find you find new ways to sleep, and then uh, you just um, it's really it really becomes less about about sleep and more about like spending time with your kid, right? Like if you if you really want. Uh, to enjoy the moment more and be less prickly about it. You just have to, you know, you just have to really focus on like, this is, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Two, two months after my son was born, I was sitting in the living room in our house and he was literally the size of my forearm. Cause he was so tiny in our glide air chair in our living room. And he was asleep in my arms as I watched Matthew score, Matthew score his fourth goal in his rookie game. Wow. Wow. That's a memory. He talks right. about the glider. Look at the gl- I'm in the glider right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I, w- I so, wish he could have done that in the home opener this year, you know, first time back on the road for or the season opener. But hey, that's okay. We've, we've talked about that and <laughs> I guess moving on. And I think this is a great transition. Uh, there were a couple brothers uh, between these two teams, but two of them that were specifically in the game. And uh, this, we'll start off with the quote. She's my rock. She's the reason why I'm here. To have a night like this, it's something you dream of. I definitely put the work in. She's put in more work than I have to get me to this point. 
Nick Aww. Robertson talking about his mom. Nick Robertson basically had the best. Um, well, I mean, we just talked about Matthew scoring four in his rookie game, but like as far as a debut with the Leafs, they still lost that game, to, right? this would be the better one. <laughs> that's true as well. Um, now, I know we saw Robertson come up a bit last year, but as far as like really breaking into the lineup, this is what everybody was looking for. This is when we were expecting more out of him. And holy did he deliver. What a spectacular performance from Nick Robertson, not only scoring one, but scoring the overtime winner as his second goal of the game. And can we just start with the overtime winner, how he was the only one back as well, defending a two on one and managed to turn that around into scoring? Yeah, this is a perfect example of not giving up on the play. He did not have that first slash off Ben. He noticed he's like, oh, shit, Ben is coming around me. He did not give up, got the puck out, you know, rush up the net back and forth with Matthews. And thank God Matthews can pass as well, because Nick Robertson has an awesome one timer that finally beat Wedgwood in this overtime. So what a night. This was the best game for Robertson in his NHL career, in my opinion. 100%. And uh, I think we've found what Nick Robertson's office is because that's the same place where when he scored two goals in a preseason game, it's from the same spot. Now, I was watching on my phone. Where did he score the first one from? The first one R- was right in close to the um, net, like he brought it in. Um, if I remember correctly, it was a deflection off of Dallas. Sorry, I'm just trying to go in my head here. And then he picked it up, came in uh, kind of in between the crease and the faceoff circle and buried it. Great. So he's got a spot. <laughs> That's yeah, all I'm it saying. It was a no-look pass in the corner from Bunting. Honestly, finally a no-look pass working out because there was a couple that Mitch Marner did the last couple of games that did not look great on his end. But, you know, when a no-look pass works, you look like a fucking genius on the ice, right? Oh, so if it went straight to Robertson, one-timing that shit in, oh, so nice and just touching on his mom there she said she wears the um, whoever in the building tonight or the home building that's the jersey she wears because i was wondering before the game and uh nick bondy in or nathan bondy sorry in his pre-game uh, article had three things to look out or four things to look out for in the game i had a fifth thing and that was what's his mom wearing tonight <laughs> because it's always different so she had the dallas hat and the leaf jersey they gotta get her like a split jersey that just says robertson on the back but you know it's both of them yeah (laughs) it's the only time where that's okay is when you're the mother of two players on two different teams yeah okay so coming out of the arizona game what were the things that you guys were looking for um improvement wise i guess with the leafs or just difference so darty we'll start with you And there goes Darty. So, Beaner, we'll start with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that couldn't have timed out any more perfectly. <laughs> wow. Okay. <clears throat> um, realistically, like, without getting too deep into it, especially because Darty's not on here um, right this second, I just wanted to see a, a little more progress. Like, I wasn't really looking for anything specifically because as much as the media wants to say the sky is falling and everybody (laughs) needs to be traded and everybody needs to be fired it was the fourth game of the 
Mountain season. Yes, it did not look good. Yes, Arizona beat us. Arizona beat Colorado twice last year. Mm-hmm. And they're probably going to beat Colorado us twice didn't this year. Blow it up. They so. won the cup. Probably. Um, I, I just wanted to see basically a, a continued progression. Um, coming into the game, I was more focused on trying to to see some con- continued continue. That let me try that again. Some continued consistency from Sammy, mm-hmm. especially with Murray going down. Um, I wanted to see how they were going to utilize Robertson, if they were actually going to give him a legitimate shot, or if they were going to pin him onto the fourth line and just to try to shut people up, saying, "Hey, he's in the lineup." And because if you look at all the other little things, yes, Matthews only has one goal. He's aside from his first game in the NHL, he's notoriously a slow starter. He still ran away with the rocket last year, so I'm not worried about that. Plus, he has been doing all the little things that everybody's been complaining that he hasn't done since he's came in the league. He's hitting more. I was just going to say, shot. like, destroying other people's bodies. Yeah. Everybody's complaining. Oh, everyone's, oh, the team is so soft. They're so soft. Matthews is a big man and he's throwing his weight around and nobody's giving him any credit for it because he hasn't been scoring. Because we're five games into the season and he's only got one goal. Oh, darn. How many games did he miss last year? And then he didn't score his first couple games in and he still scored more than everybody else. Like, give me a break. Yeah, I got to say, I was kind of along the same lines. I wasn't as much looking for them to change so much as just not be affected by the Arizona game, like not take that and just ride out a two week shitstorm. You know, like they really I'm, I'm glad it was somebody challenging like Steph and I talked about this last episode about, you know, they they tend to fall asleep against bad teams. This whole start of the season has been I mean, not that they're all bad, but I mean, like Montreal, Ottawa and Arizona are of the bottom 50% for sure. Arizona is definitely going for the bottom of the bottom. Um, so it's not great for kicking the guys off, especially after the last thing they did was play Tampa in the playoffs for seven games. So it's nice that they played against Dallas, who was going to put up a bit of a challenge. Um, and it seemed to kick them into gear, uh, at least most of them. I think everybody played a lot better than they did against Arizona, uh, at least from what I was able to watch. So I mean, those are that was my takeaway. That's what I was looking for, and I think I think they managed to overcome a shitty loss and uh, and get back on it. So, Darty, I sent this question to you first before you were disconnected there. But uh, what were you looking for uh, after the Arizona game? What was your your notes to must achieve tonight for the Leafs? Uh, there is so many, <laughs> so many things that I had on my mind because that game really. It was really grinding my gears that game. And some people, you guys on Twitter are way too soft. Like you hear, you, I'll say things like, oh, trade Mitch Marner. You start freaking out. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, this is a shout out to Marty Zilstra. All right. You need to take a chill pill. Okay. Like I'm not that mean of a person. I just prefer that these, when these guys read it, that uh, they might be like, oh, geez, maybe I get a, you know, just, just a kick to the nuts almost say, hey, fellas, focus. This is like, this is ridiculous now because you're losing to a team like Arizona, right? And people say, oh, it's only four games into the season. It's only four games. Yeah, but we have a track record. All right. You know what happens when through grades two to eight, I have a track record of not handing in assignments. My teachers don't trust me. All right. So if you have a track record of six seasons of fucking off easy teams, of course, people are going to be pissed. Absolutely pissed. 
And then the, I said the whole Mitch Marner thing, right? Like, you know, there's someone needs to tell these kids to like, you know, to, like there's got to be some sort of class on how to speak to the media and how not to speak to the media. Okay. Cause everything that happened right after the Arizona game was, it just caused people's blood, including myself to boil. There's just, sometimes people just don't talk. Right. Like, just don't say like, like, oh, like, it's just, it's like, I'm going to hand this over to Bean cause he's going to have some sort of uh, eloquent uh, take on this, but man, like there's just so many things, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. All right. With regards to what you were saying about the media, it's a lot of people might not know this from the day that they're drafted. They are actually coached on how to talk to the media, how to do TV interviews, how to do radio interviews, what to say, what not to say. That's why you get basically the cookie cutter answers from every single player. And as much as the mainstream media will take it and run with it, I'm kind of glad these guys are a little different. Like I like the sass that Matthews is showing because as great of a hockey player as he is, interviews with Connor McDavid are annoying as hell. So boring. Like it's worse than Crosby. Complete like hockey skill completely out (laughs) of it. Interview wise, Crosby, I thought was the worst interview in the world. It's got to be McDavid now. Like I, even Justin Hall, I have been the hardest critic on Justin Hall for the last couple of years. And great. I'll admit it. I I have that interview after his goal in the locker room. That was absolutely priceless. Money. I legitimately laughed out loud. So uh, Justin, so, you're not, you're so not normally you're known for scoring. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and how, how quickly he did that too. And the look on his face. Oh my gosh. It was just perfect. No, it was good. And, it's funny that you bring up Crosby because uh, when he was called out by the Spit and Chicklets guys, they made a, a big scene about um, chirping him from the uh, the crowd there. They asked him afterwards, and instead of like trying to find out what happened or like playing along, he just said, yeah, I couldn't hear anything they were saying, but they were probably chirping me. It's like, oh, my God, Sid, like play along for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's bring this all back to Leafs and Dallas. So, um, Samsonov, Ilya Samsonov, in his third showing now, Samsonov. Uh, this is not, I mean, it's just kind of what Steph predicted. I'll give her that, but I didn't expect this because I was hoping Matt Murray would be playing. Beaner? Um, just to touch on him quickly, the number of, point blank saves that he made through traffic on like second and third attempts that he had no business making like despite the goals that went in he was on fire against the stars well and the stars meat and potatoes is deflections right like that's literally how joe pavelski gets 80 percent of his points like they they just crowd the net (laughs) they're a defensive team they're they're opportunistic so they have guys with good shots but everybody else just crowds the net so the fact that samsonov was able to awake yeah I'm glad he was on his toes all night. Steph? And Dallas has those crazy reverse retros that are changing colors too. Mm. And like the orientation of the stripes. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, they were wearing them. Didn't you see that the, the horizontal green stripes changed to vertical black stripes oh on the white jerseys? Yes. <laughs> Sammy? Yeah. Okay. I get where <laughs> we'll, you're going. We'll touch on that. Almost a as atrocious later. as Victor E. Green. <laughs> we'll, we're going to do all the retros, but that was a good joke. That's a good joke. Yeah. Okay, Sammy, Steph. 
927 through three games, 196 goals against average. But one thing about him that Mike even called in our Inside the Rink group chat is that he will let in one soft goal. And unfortunately, the first goal by Luke Glendening was a little bit of a rebound that popped out. He should have had. I mean, he did make the first save, but it was a mini hot and ready pizza just right on the guy's stick (laughs) and like a pizza pocket. And of course it went in. Now, Sammy has been doing great. I love the guy. I mean, I like smile too, Sammy. We want smile tomorrow and the next day. So, but he's good for one soft goal, it seems so far. I mean, small sample size, but I hope uh, that cleans cleans a little bit of that up. And yeah, he's solid. I have faith in him. Yeah, small sample size. Can you really call it a soft goal though? If it's Glenn Denning, that guy was a fucking hard ass all game. He was. Yeah. I think the rebound was soft. Like, he should have not (laughs) let that rebound go. But, hey, no, the fourth line really played for Dallas. And they brought it just like we predicted uh, Roscoe there. Uh, Dallas is going to bring a hard and heavy game. And to end the first period, the hits alone were 19 to 14 for Toronto. (laughs) So. Yeah, and Matthews just got beat up. But another thing I was looking out for beside we're speaking of the fourth line and also Nathan Bondi pointed it out in his article was the fourth line because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, a little bit of flatness during the game and people wondering maybe we should call up Wayne Simmons because in the first intermission break, Elliot Friedman even said that if he were Sheldon Keefe, he would put in Wayne Simmons, the fourth line entering the second period and seeing if anyone notices that's how desperate they were for some physical, I don't know, toughness in the game. Well, um, two things. So I'll go back to Samsonov letting in uh, a softy every game. If the Leafs were not the Leafs and they were the Islanders or like Seattle who struggle to get, you know, two or three goals a game, that would be concerning. The fact that it's the Leafs where they have the firepower to um, one one soft goal is not going to do this team in any night. And if he is otherwise posting in like a plus, I would say like, I mean, it's a small sample size, right? But I would say if he's putting up over a 910, like. They're solid, man. They had sub 900 last year and they were still good. So I think this is an improvement. Like there's not a ton of superstar goaltenders in the league right now. It's not like, you know, 15 years ago where more than half the league seemed to have somebody who could play the majority of the season as a starter. Um, I think the Leafs are in a better position than most teams are with how Samsonov has been playing. And if Matt Murray can come back. Um, even if, you know, Samsonov goes down when Murray's healthy, whatever it ends up being, because um, <laughs> Murray's familiar with that situation. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think they're in a better position than most teams. I don't think they're in the best position because obviously the likes of uh, Shostakhin and Vasilevsky and company are still out there. And um, yeah, otherwise with Wayne we- Simmons, I, th- I think, oh, sorry, Bean, you can touch on this before I go on. I, I was just going to say, we we don't need like 2020, 20, 20, 21 Andre Vasilevsky. We need 2010 Antini Yeah, exactly. Like, and at this point, he's exceeding that. And he was drafted, the position he was drafted for a reason. 
he was brought over with the hype that he had for a reason. And one softy here and there isn't really that big of a deal, especially when you have, as you said, a team like this. Kemper wasn't the greatest goalie in the world last nope. year. And Gorgiev's not going to be this year. That doesn't mean nope. that Colorado is any less intimidating, but you know, it's, I'd say that Gorgiev and Kemper are like the, the line where I would probably draw it. Like there's not many goalies that much worse than that, that you could get by with and be as successful as Colorado. And, you know, I would say probably the, the uh, I don't know, it's hard to compare anybody else because they were all have good goalies, but um, yeah. <clears throat> as far as Wayne train, I think it's funny that they're bringing him up for the next game. Cause what did we say next time they go against Winnipeg? They need yeah. him, and that's about it. And uh, we're mm-hmm. going against Winnipeg next, and we're calling up Wayne Train. <laughs> Which is basically the Winnipeg Stanley Cup, right? Oh, always, yeah. Feels great to beat the Leafs, huh? <laughs> yeah, boys, this is going to be a must-watch game, 100%. Yeah. Like, every time they play Winnipeg for the last, I don't know, 16 months, it's been insane. So uh, it's going to be a bloodbath. I love it. And this puts pressure on the other guys too, right? You're calling up a, another person on that fourth line. Um, I believe it's Abe Kubel sitting that game. So you, the pressure cooker's on. Like you have to play to stay in your roster spot at this point. I mean, we saw Malgin take off first game. Robertson had eight points in four preseason games. Malgin uh, got the job because of cap issues, and then he kind of cooled down, and now Robertson's up and has a couple goals. So if they can keep this type of competition tight and competitive, the Leafs should do very, very well this season because no one should be slacking if this is the case. Agreed. Beaner? I've, I've talked a lot. Let's let Dirty go first. Oh, his camera's back well, on for me. Is, Sorry, I can't a, see him sometimes. That's okay. This is a question that will, Bean will answer most likely is, where the hell is the logic in, in benching Abe Kubel, our only Stanley Cup champion, and <laughs> uh, quite frankly, one of the toughest son of a bitches on this team? Because you know, I know he looks like a little baby, but <laughs> he's, <laughs> his knees have taken out Tom Wilson, and his... Uh, dexterity took out the stanley cup so again someone explain to me why we don't have nicholas abi kubel like and why would we keep pretty boy angval on because uh and I'm, i know we love pierre angval but um maybe we want to talk about why he is uh you know like crickets right now i think it's kind of like a one for one like one of them has a little more skill the other one's a little more tough it's do you want to take away a whole other skills player to put in a tough one to go against Winnipeg like maybe for Winnipeg I don't I I would say you're not wrong um maybe take out David Kahn for somebody but even then it's like you can't you can't do that so who is it Aston Reese I guess which is what we were talking about in the last one it's either Kubel or Aston Reese but I don't know I think it's the only logical one like yeah Beaner what I don't get is everybody and their brother. Oh, the Leafs aren't tough enough. The Leafs aren't showing enough grit. They're not showing enough heart. Throughout these first five games, consistently, who has been the best four checkers on the team? I can give you, I can, I can tell you that it's two players, in my opinion, and each of these players has two last names. Interesting. Hmm. True. Like. Aston Reese and Abe Kubel, and from what I've seen, maybe I'm on crack. Who knows? Um, Yarn crack. 
yarn cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Every time those guys are on the ice, they're noticeable. And they're not noticeable for a, a Justin Hall penalty or pizza delivery way. They're noticeable because <laughs> whoever they're out there against, even if they don't get the puck off them, they're there. They're on them. They're doing everything that everybody's complaining that apparently Willie doesn't do. By the way, Willie's been awesome this year. But Willie's if you're been an take... absolute leader, by the way. Yeah, I just wanted to put a shout out to put some respect on William Nylander's name. There's been a lot of people chirping William Nylander and uh, don't. That's it. Don't. That's what I like, <laughs> don't. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna take someone out, as much as we love Engvall, at this point, it's probably got to be him. And I know there's history there with Keith and Engvall, and Engvall has been a very, very useful player for the Leafs ever since he's been called up. But yes, it's only five games into the season. From what I've kind of seen, the toolbox that Yarncroak has brought to the team almost makes Engvall redundant. I mean... Because he's like an Engvall with maybe a little more puck handling. Shorter neck. I I see what you mean. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is Engvall's been a bit of a slow development. I mean, like you mentioned, Keith is big on him. But I mean, when did we start really noticing him last year? It was like January, February. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say if you're going to sit somebody, yeah, maybe sit him now because he's kind of off to a slow start and, and maybe um, throw Simmons in just to keep both Abe Kubel and Simmons in the lineup. But yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. Maybe he's just somebody that can that can take a couple more games sitting, but then you risk, are you extending this already kind of slow development process that has been going on with him? But at, at this point, he like he's not going to be a Chris Kreider and come out and score 40 or 50 goals. Are you just comparing next now? <laughs> you see what I did there, eh? Um, he he kind of is what he is. He's a useful player. He's a very useful bottom six player. And he can do a lot of the little things. Just he's going to go in the fridge for a couple weeks, maybe a month here and there. And he has the strength and he has the size, but he doesn't always use it. Whereas Aston Reese and Abe <laughs> Kubel... They use it every single shift. Yet again, maybe I'm seeing something that's not there. But I have loved what both those guys have brought to the table the entire season so far. And you can't take Camp out because you need him on the draws. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Despite the penalties, I'm loving the kind of little bit of a attitude that Aaron Croak's bringing because he's a threat to score. He can kind of facilitate plays. And he's bringing that little bit of an edge, right? Like he's yelling at Gostas Bear on the ice to hold on to his stick. Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody who takes penalties like he does is also the kind of player that draws penalties by being a pain like that to other players. So it's nice to have, I mean, Bunting was one of the best at drawing penalties last season. It's nice to have somebody else who's getting up in the face of players. And look, we've talked about, I mean, and you brought it up. People talk about how the Leafs don't have enough toughness and blah, blah, blah. It's not as much toughness. It's just this. It's being annoying. They just they didn't need somebody to punch people in the face. They just need somebody to get under the skin of the other team and just knock them off of their high horse of it's the Leafs. They're going to make some stupid mistake and crumble in the end. Like, just remind them that like, no, 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 no. You fall asleep for two seconds. We're either going to score or you're going to get knocked over by one of us. So... I'm I'm glad that that attitude is kind of coming there, from him, Roscoe. About uh, 
about drawing penalties because like we can't afford to take penalties. Like people are talking about toughness, toughness, toughness. Um, there comes a point where we're just taking too many stupid fucking penalties and we're not winning. There's no, there's no winning to this. Like, I don't need to, maybe I do need to bring it up that it seems like it's, it's actually rigged against the Leafs now. Like why bother going to review when they're going to like, what, what's the point of going to review? Just, just say you're going to screw the Leafs at this point. Don't go to review. Yeah, just it say, makes... you know what he brought, you know, he raised, he raised his hand. Okay. <laughs> change it. Fuck the Leafs. All right. Just it, it save, makes Kyle Clifford like unplayable. So but you need you drawing... need guys who are yeah. Let me just finish one step. Finish stuff. You need guys who are drawing penalties because um, the more penalties on the other guys, honestly, it's going to save us in the long run, right? Like if we can get those sneaky rats out there, um, making the other teams look worse than us, that will be a huge boon to the already um, negative consequences. That are, you know, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't want to sit here and keep saying, "Oh, it's it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged." But it really does feel that way. So, like, let's start putting the pressure on the other teams to draw those penalties from them. Yeah, and I think it really comes with development and maturing as a player. For example, Austin Matthews is tied for the NHL lead in penalties drawn this year at six, whereas last year in the entire season, he only drew 14. So game five, he's drawn six penalties. And I mean, last game alone, Matthews is... Uh, third on the team in hits with 16 hits. We have Nicholas Albe-Kubel, 20, Rasmus Sandin with 17, <laughs> Matthews with six. This guy was also throwing his body around the ice. I mean, there was four sp- um, separate inc- incidents uh, last game that I'm like, damn, like you wouldn't expect an elite player like Matthews doing this. But as time goes on, it's a must because the league is going to bully you. If you are a superstar in this league, expect to get ran over, which is going to happen time and time again. So I'm so glad, you know, Matthews is finally using his size and I hope he doesn't get too banged up because today he had a maintenance day, didn't practice, but other guys have to chip in as well and protect their man on the ice. hundred percent. Uh, just got to move on here. And since you were talking numbers, I want to ask you guys uh, a couple little number trivia questions since we're um, depending on the team you play for. Uh, if you play for the uh, St. Louis Blues, you're two games into the season. But if you play for somebody like uh, who's got the most here, Nashville's got six, a couple other teams have six. So there's a, enough of a little Thanks, sample here. Um, who has the most goals in the league right now without looking at it? Ooh. Anybody want to chime in? I know points. Nah, who's Natchez got the most, is up there. Who's got the most goals? Uh, Stamkos. Steven Stamkos yeah. is currently leading with seven goals in five games. And literally since I refreshed this, he got another assist. So I think, oh yeah, they're playing Florida right now. Um, So he's got nine points, but seven goals already in five games. Okay, who's got the most points. And I think you guys already know this. Breadman. Yeah. Artemi Panarin with three goals, eight assists for 11 points in five games. Are you joking? Nice. The Rangers nice. have just been on fire though. I mean, Mika Zibanejad has uh, eight points as well. Um, I, th- I think David Amber likes them. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I think. Um, now, what's interesting is among the top point getters in the league are Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild. 
Minnesota Wild also only have uh, <clears throat> how many wins, guys? One, finally. <laughs> one. They have one win. They're uh, one, three, and oh. In overtime, and, too. Yeah, it's bad. So um, what what is going on here? I mean, I'm almost glad that Dubas didn't end up getting Flower because he's off to a very, 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 very rough start that would see him uh, probably like jerseys burned if this was in Toronto in the start of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what do we think here? Are they turning this around? or Because, uh, I mean, they've got the scoring power. They've got crazy names there they're th- shelling out tons of money thrill as much as they can with their their little uh cap unfortunate uh sort of situation i don't know what else to call it for the sake of cap unfriendly yeah. mm-hmm. cap <laughs> for unfriendly the, for the sake of all of my fantasy teams they must turn it around this year <laughs> there's no other choice <laughs> okay they you heard it here first yes um, I don't know what the hell is going on because they're known as a defensive-minded team and uh, pretty stacked at the D end. Um, who did they really lose besides Fiala, who was known to play more so on the third line? Um, I don't know. I really don't know what's going on in Minnesota right now. It's not really just Minnesota. The whole West is a little shaky right now. So here's a weird trivia question. Um how many teams in the East have allowed more than 20 goals so far, do you think? Hmm. Four. Four? Okay. Steph? Allowed more than 20. I will say none. Darty, do you have a guess? I was thinking, I was, I'm thinking along the lines of Steph, but I don't know. I'll, I'll say Okay, one. so Darty nailed it, kind of. Uh, there is, there's one team, only Columbus has allowed 20 goals, and exactly 20 so far in the Eastern Conference. Guess how many... That makes sense. They, in the same roughly amount of games in the... Sorry, you can make your point before I go on. I was just going to make sense. Okay, aren't they having goalie issues? Like, their tendies are very... Like, uh, Merzlikens was, uh, was injured, I think, and... I don't know even know who their backup is. It's not Corpusalo anymore, is it? So, hmm. yeah. So Corpusalo's still hurt. Merzlikens, I think, just came back, he and just then they have Tarasov. So, how many teams in the West have allowed more than twenty goals? Without looking at it, five. Prob- eight. Probably, I'm around Beaner, like seven or eight. The answer is seven. So in third place in the in uh, the central, the Nashville Predators have 15 goals for and 21 against. Okay. Yeah. Juicy is very mad on my team, my fantasy team. And um, we're having a meeting. Flurry and Juicy. Sorry. Yeah. Nashville, Arizona, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Seattle, Anaheim, Vancouver, and San Jose all have more than 20 goals against with LA almost at 30. So wow, wow. Uh, this is uh, a very big disparity between East and West right now. And I mean, I know when we did our preseason thing, there were West. a lot more of the bottom feeder teams on the Western side, but there's some top teams that are not doing so well out of the uh, the gate here. I mean, Minnesota and Vancouver, the expectation is a lot better than is going on. I mean, we haven't even talked about Vancouver. They're 0 for 5. I mean, 0, 3 and 2, but they haven't won yet. What's um what's the team goals against average for Edmonton looking like right now? Just out of curiosity. 
Edmonton is um, a plus one. They're 16, 4, 15 against. Oh, and by the way. And the Leafs, last... by the way, are 14 and 14. So they have one more goal than the Leafs do. Last night, there was a Freddie Anderson versus Jack Campbell showdown. Oh, my God. And Jack Campbell Should came through six to four. <laughs> yeah, oh the boy. score was basically what you would expect it to be. Yeah, yeah no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Battle of the Sivs. Um, and there is only one team that is still undefeated, but that's uh, the St. Louis Blues, because for some reason, the schedule has them at uh, their second game when everyone else has played upwards of six. I don't understand how this happens. Like, how can Vancouver be 0-5 Well, St. Louis is 2-0? and Like, just. Eh, whatever. So it's been an interesting start to this season. Hopefully, uh, things kind of shape up for the better teams and shape down for the worse ones. Um because this is very off from what we had all predicted. <laughs> oh my God. I did not expect um, Seattle to be as high as they are right now. I mean, they've only got one win, but they're ahead of Anaheim, Vancouver, San Jose, Arizona, and Minnesota as far as goals and stuff go. So, Wow. Yeah. Yep. It's been interesting to say the least. Now, um, since we're talking about other teams and the it's least. the big, 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 news of the uh the week let's talk about reverse retro jerseys now i know this is a podcast so we're not going to spend uh too much time um talking about things you can't see but i'm assuming you've all seen these so we'll just kind of uh go through them one by one quickly describe them and what we think of them cool 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 Cool, cool, okay first up buffalo sabers they brought back the goat head ram head whatever you want to call this um and we got some, uh, it's mostly white with some little blue stripes that are uh, on different spots on the arm and yellow at the bottom. Bad description, sorry. Mostly white <laughs> jersey with the bull head in the middle. The old reminiscent of the early 2000s. What do we think? Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Big yay. Darty? Um... As long as it's not anything but the Buffalo Slug, right? Have you like, seen it? That, that, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a yay as long as it's not Buffalo Slug, right? So. <laughs> yeah, of course. They, the infamous Buffalo Slug would be awful. So next up, uh, Boston Bruins. We just got the kind of weird scraggly claw-marked lines around the bottom and the big old Bruins bear. And also the shoulders. It's kind of hard to tell in the picture they posted, but the shoulders also have a massive Bruins along the side of it. Yay or nay? Not Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> for, for reference, the Crack Bear. Uh, this one's more of a nay for me versus the Buffalo jersey. Yeah, I'm giving Buffalo because I didn't say I guess Buffalo. I'll give a, a a hesitant yay. It's kind of simple, but I like that logo and I like the color scheme. Um, the Bruins one, I'm gonna say nay. And if I was a Bruins fan, I'd be like a little annoyed because not that this isn't like a cool logo but it's not a cool logo <laughs> no it looks like i don't know like a mascot head right and yeah like what the fuck is that like <laughs> it just it doesn't say it doesn't say sports team to me it doesn't say hockey it's just it's like this could be from national geographic you know like i could buy that logo on a <laughs> That like without any of the other markings, if it wasn't on jersey, you take that bear and you stick it on a sweater and you put national beanographic on the top of it, and <laughs> you you couldn't tell me that that's the Boston Bruins logo. Like, I feel like it, 
the Boston one is like I'm back I'm back in Jasper where everything is plastered in bears. Oh like, my god. Because yeah. they're known for their bear like bear everything. So I feel like that's the Jersey of Jasper, Alberta. <laughs> it's the Pooh Bear from when Joe it's Thornton just... was captain and Andrew Raycroft was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just very like municipal, local, elementary school, you know, California like, flag. Like, yeah it's like it's like you know how um like if you look at the jersey itself like the entire like the whole scheme of it it kind of it looks like you know a team that had to like a local high school team right that they had to steal the bruins logo but they couldn't use everything so they had to just you know know, the brooklyn bruins or something or the bradford bruins this is now that you mention it this is my public school's logo it's just a bear it's exactly it's just like the face of a, a very anatomically correct bear so congrats um okay we got to move on next up arizona they got the orange uh jersey with the coyote with the half a goalie mask and uh i forget what the the art style that's called um and the um bottom i'm gonna say third of it is maroon with a bunch of cactuses and and desert stuff and mountains now i've been to arizona that's very arizona as far as the, the imagery and colors go they're they're very uh, in touch with the land there they i don't know it's like jasper where everything's got bears everything there has um cactuses and this cocopelli which is like a native um uh flute player imagery of like harvest and water i don't know off the top of my head i looked knew about this a long time ago anyway um so I don't know. I think it's cool. I if, as yay. far as their their fan base goes, I like it. I'm going to give it a yay. As much as I hate yeah, to say it, I, th- I think it's a big yay. D- definitely a yay. I think it might be my favorite of all the reverse retros. Nice. Ooh, interesting. I like it too. I like the the colors. Mm-hmm. It's uh honestly, it's kind of like like it just feels like it feels like kind of jersey you'd wear if you're going out for an absolute bender, you know, like you're going <laughs> you're, you're going out to go drinking. And that's, you know, you, you just decide you want to pick up a hockey jersey to wear. You know, you're going to be that guy, wear the jersey out. And that's the, that, that's the jersey that, that absolutely, you know. Crushed. Yeah, it has a more. A little bit of an NCAA theme theme to it. It has a more streetwear vibe to it than the rest of them are more kind of jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next up, Anaheim Ducks. We got the Mighty Duck back. I'll just show it to you guys quick here for reference. So we got the Mighty Duck. It's in an orange triangle got a white jersey black stripe and uh again about the same size as the arizona one the bottom third and uh third of the sleeves is orange um, i like it it's got a gold stripe in it too i i always was a fan of the mighty ducks um like the disney version of them so i don't know i like anything that's a callback to the the duck goalie mask i'm gonna say yay yeah they basically just took the like the early thousands ducks jersey like korea getting steamrolled by stevens and they added the current colors (laughs) that's fair that's actually yeah there you go that's exactly what it is i wonder if they have to pay extra to continue to use that logo though right like they definitely have to license it from it's a great logo. it's a it's a great logo i don't if they ever i don't know how to say it like anaheim whatever your old logo was get rid of it have someone redesign it find a way to, to to design something cooler that doesn't have to you know get milked for Disney every uh, every time you put it on the ice, but don't that your previous logo is garbage. It's it's trash. Get rid of it. The duck wing. Like, I'm saying it here first, and I hope this get rid of it. It is an absolute like that is like 
it's it's almost it's almost as bad as like some of the reverse retros like they're bringing up logos from the past like th- those some of those logos should have stayed but the anaheim like stayed back in the past but this the, the the actual anaheim logo also needs to stay back in the past that's that's garbage this the the mighty ducks logo is great and if you can think of something that's even remotely like that that saves you some money better but change your logo it sucks. yeah honestly they could go and we'll get to it but the pittsburgh penguins um i like how they are able to make a animal that's not as far to the direction where like boston made a bear that's like i said like anatomically correct it's like a cool designed graphic penguin like you could do something with a duck and not be too reminiscent of that i don't know i think they can do better speaking of being able to do better next up is the calgary flames who um it looks like there's like a sash i don't know how to put this so it's a white calgary flames logo black jersey red shoulders down the sleeves then a gold stripe then a gray stripe then the same stripes around the bottom but like they did like a ms paint cut and copy (laughs) duplicate and then like turned one sideways and left it there and i don't understand someone someone didn't get their red belt in karate so their mom made them one and added some yellow to it and tied it around the jersey that's exactly what it looks like it's like a a sash yeah Uh, it looks unfinished it looks like a half worn seat belt or an unfinished painting where you just gotta click on the c and fill it in like i don't know i hate it like i hate the horizontal (laughs) random stripe down the bottom half like what it's confusing so this is a nay all around nay it looks like how I imagine Brian Burke ends up actually tying his tie. Around his waist. The thing is, I think this, like, I know it's, I've, I've read up on it. It look like this is, this is not new that like that, that weird horizontal stripe was on their jerseys in the mid nineties or something. But I feel like, I don't know. I've, I've seen that similar kind of design in like the, germany national jersey from the 90s too again this is one of those things that needs to stay you know you know what they say by the way history never repeats like whoever i don't know someone definitely like from the nhl bought this off of fiverr that that (laughs) slogan okay never use that slogan again that was so dumb that was really dumb that was was a bad slogan if you're crying and you feel bad that i said i'm sorry but it's bad it's bad copy do better so that calgary jersey they took the (laughs) Um, basically the 2000, 2001 Calgary Jersey, which was either red or white. And they put a black background to it. That's essentially it. If you Google Jerome again, the rookie year or Grant Fuhrer Calgary flames, they're in that Jersey. Hmm. It looks like the stripe was supposed to go all the way up, but the sea got in the way and they told them to take it down to just under the sea. I feel like I'm cross-eyed. I, <laughs> okay. Like, are you trying to... Move. Uh, okay. confused guys on we gotta move on there's so many there's so many more teams okay carolina hurricanes we got the canes it's a red jersey it just says canes across it and it's got the little boo like what are these squares because they got the two oh, squares Minecraft? in the sea i think it's something to do with i think those are a hurricane symbol uh yeah like, like oh it's a warning. Yeah. right 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 right, right. Uh... okay so i don't know i didn't notice this before but they actually have them in the sea there's two red yeah ones. it's they went too safe on that one. Yeah, it's, yeah. Nay. It looks like something that they would wear in a game, and I'd be like, "Yeah, that's a game jersey." Yeah. Did you even try? It's bro? not as bad as, not as bad as Chicago and Detroit ordering theirs off Wish, but yeah. yeah. So Chicago's next up. What in God's name is this? It's like 
it looks like one of those when you see pictures from like 1899 of like a hockey team what they're wearing <laughs> and like right <laughs> if everyone's the... comparing notes on these like hey you know this is what we're doing this is what we're doing if everybody was doing like turn of the century jerseys sure but all of these are like reminiscent of 70s 80s 90s even early 2000s why did chicago do this Basically because Chicago's had 85 different winter classics and stadium series games to do in the past 10 years. That's true. They uh, seem to be in all of them. Um, for, for some reason in the, in the like late twenties, early thirties, pretty much every team had some version of the barber pole Jersey. Oh and yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, it looks like when every team looks like they this. used to knit the jerseys, right? <laughs> yeah. like you got to ask someone's grandma. They to... look knitting. Like they <laughs> to... look like they're yeah. knit and like almost as bad as the Jersey jerseys. Yeah. Like, so it's red, then a little white stripe, then it's black and it says Chicago in white writing outlined in red on a black background. That's so weird. And then white, red, black, white, black, red, white, red black it's so and detroit is the exact same but no white it's just black black detroit black black. (laughs) yeah we might as well do detroit while we're there uh detroit's is basically exactly the same the numbers are in the same spot in the same font in the same color on their arms like i can't believe they were so lazy with those two teams in the early 90s for the 75th anniversary of the nhl the original six teams all did some throwback jerseys and Detroit famously did their barber pole one. They redid it that year as a throwback to the Detroit. Uh, I think it would have been the Cougars way back then. And it was just simple white, You're right. white with red. And it was beautiful. And they wanted to do a throwback to the throwback from the 75 and 75th anniversary season. And this, it like, it's horrible. It's like mm-hmm. someone ordered it, like I said, off Wish or like Walmart clearance bin because nobody could buy it. The Detroit one almost looks like a soccer jersey. Yeah, don't insult pretty, soccer yeah. jerseys like that. Well, you know, <laughs> like color scheme wise, like you don't usually see that amount of like one color without being broken up at the top and bottom on a hockey jersey. I don't know. It's strange. All right. Next up, Colorado. It feels like oh. Detroit. Detroit and Chicago, where like you know those two kids who are like, uh, "Hey, I, I missed that assignment. Can I can I copy your homework?" Oh yeah, sure. Just change it up a little. Exactly. Bit. <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, they made the font for their team name in the middle bigger. That's about it. Took out the white. Okay, Colorado Rockies slash Avalanche. This one, I'm gonna give a yay. I like it because it's simple, but the lines are cool. Um, you got kind of like a a mountain done with the lines at the bottom, so it's an all white jersey with blue shoulders, uh, blue at the bottom, and then a little gold and red stripe um, just to pin them off. So big red C in the middle with a yellow circle. They kind of merged. They merged like vintage Patrick Waugh, like 2002, 2003, um, like Jersey base with as you said with what almost looks like a mountain on the bottom and then the solid white and then they just took the color scheme and the logo from the colorado rockies it's pretty cool i don't know i give it a yay but i feel like this isn't a controversial one 
like who owns NHL logos? Is it the NHL or the teams themselves on their logos? Because uh, we were talking about NHL history here, and we mentioned this before, like like the New Jersey Devils or, or the Colorado Rockies, right? So do they have to pay the New Jersey Devils to use this logo, or is that like is it is it just you know just off from the original logo enough that they don't? That's I imagine they probably would have had to pay something. Yeah, I feel like the NHL owns the like the print rights to all of the logos of the teams, but the teams also like own the right to change them. But like the actual licensing, the NHL probably has use of, but like for that one and, you know, Disney, they definitely would have to shell out a couple bucks. Not to mention the fact that New Jersey probably hasn't renewed any copyrights or I don't know how any of that works. I'm not a lawyer, but if any of that stuff expires, they I highly doubt they would have renewed any Colorado Rockies. That's fair. Ownership rights. <laughs> All right. Now we got the Columbus Blue Jackets, who um, I pointed out looks like Walmart. The, the Western <laughs> All-Stars jersey from like 2003. Um, it's blue on darker blue, uh, kind of Winnipeg Jets style with their star with the, the flag sweeping around it. And it's got a bunch of star, like three stars down the, uh, the, the bottom of the sleeves there. It's, I don't know, it like, like Beaner said, Walmart, it looks a little cheap. Um, it looks like a game jersey, but from like two thousand two, three. So, three stars on each sleeve, one for every star they've had in their organization since they've came in. Name them <laughs> right now. Name name the three Columbus Blue Jacket stars in their organization. Rick Nash. Yeah. For his rookie season, Steve Mason. Okay. And <laughs> Patrick Line. Okay, I would have given the middle one to Cam Atkinson, just because he's like, Cam Atkinson, oh. yeah. Nick nah, Foligno. Nah. I would have given it to Sergey <laughs> Fedorov before any of them. Oh, geez, fair. Um, so, Darty, Steph, what do you think? Yay, nay on the Columbus one? Nay. Nay. Yeah. Okay, next up, Dallas Stars. Similar style, like very similar, except green on green. Um, it's got a Silver Stars logo with a green star in the middle of it. Eh. Man, <laughs> I could have sworn their jersey was black and white stripes last night, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna Yay. give this one a yeah. I'm gonna give it a, I'm meh. a like. I don't know. The font of stars doesn't look like a sports team to me. It almost looks like a like an energy drink. Like this looks like a True. monster can. To me, it looks like a like a utility company, like a hydroelectric company or something. Yeah. It's one of those things, again, if you take it out of the jersey and just put that Stars logo on something and put like Stars Industries, yeah, I'd be like, oh, this is some lighting company. Stark Industries? What? Yeah. Stars? What? Um, (laughs) And uh, next up, we got the Edmonton uh, Oilers with their weird gear. I don't like this, guys. Am I weird for not liking this? Does anyone like this? Nay. Okay, cool. Yay. You like it? You would. <laughs> well, I've been to Edmonton and I've I've seen what they have to look at in that city, which ain't much. And eh, it's something different. They've aside from this, they've kept the same jersey their entire existence. Yeah. All they've done is change colors on it. So it's sure. it's a little bit of a, a change up. It's a little different. I just don't like the color scheme on it. Like it's basically solid black with just the uh, the elbow kind of patches and the stripe around the bottom. Is it black? Uh, it's better than when it first came out. 
Hmm. Isn't it black? Maybe when it for I think it's a very very dark navy. It could be yeah. The lighting of these is a little wacky. Yeah. When it first came out, there was no color. It was black and gray. Mm. That was like oh five oh six or something like that. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. On to the fun ones. Um, (laughs) The Florida Panthers. This is my favorite, hands down. Uh, We got the palm tree hockey stick on the baby blue with the orange or the gold and red shoulders stripes and angled stripe on the uh, the sleeves with the dark blue at the bottom. I love this. The sun is such a fun color. It's so like my generation of like chill wave SoundCloud ass like <laughs> it screams Miami Vice to me. See, yeah. and that's that's the kind of aesthetic that has resurged with you know. 90s kids on the internet like making weird art so this is this is totally up my alley and i want one roscoe's secretly into dude wave, right? i made just, so like, much vaporwave <laughs> like i used to be into that like simpson wave too and like sine wave all the seinfeld ones <laughs> get it because it's like sine wave but it's a double entendre anyway i'm getting off topic mm-hmm. um what do you guys think of this florida one It's cool. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely like, it seems very creative. Like, I don't remember ever seeing this logo before. It's I said, a lot of these are shoulder big, patch. Logos. I was going to say it was just on their shoulder before. They've yeah. never had it on the front. This team definitely put in the work to design a jersey, whereas other teams seem like they did not even try. So kudos to Florida for actually being creative. I think it clashes a lot. Like, I don't like the baby blue. That's just me. And that's me with the Blue Jays as well. I hate the baby blue jersey. So I would never buy it, Roscoe. You can have (laughs) mine. But uh, I, yeah, kudos for creativity. (laughs) Yeah, personally, it's not my my taste. I I think it's well done. Um, They didn't order it from a website overseas like detroit and (laughs) chicago and they didn't literally use the exact same jersey as last year like minnesota so yeah kudos on that it's just not for me what was the last minnesota one because i actually i like this one but this one the saint paul one wasn't it (laughs) oh i don't know it was the exact same as this one wasn't was it white green and yellow because we can go to that one next so the minnesota wild have the white shoulders with little yellow accents and they have the alternate colored green yellow and white wild logo so yes yeah, sorry last year it was white base this year it's green base oh. otherwise exactly the same okay so fair it, not much change on to the other baby blue one though montreal canadians um i mean oh sorry just to say the minnesota wild one even though it is a repeat i give it a yay i like the color scheme of it mm-hmm. it's cool north star colors yeah uh the canadians one however i don't know do habs fans like the baby blue I think so. now I haven't spoken to any because I'm not really on speaking terms with very many Habs fans. <laughs> I'll ask when um, I work on Monday. But I imagine they would be like it's a it's a throwback to the Montreal Expos. Yeah, but and like we hate the St. Pat's jerseys. You do. I okay. I love them. <laughs> okay, my son's my son's name is Patrick, so I might be biased, but yeah. Um, the the I know they're our arch rival, and it's a sacred jersey. Yada yada yada. I want to see Montreal take a leap and get away from the logo. Like pull a Pittsburgh and do a, a, a Montreal, like in letters, or like a Canadians. 
right? Like change it up. As yeah, they, they've they've changed color schemes. They've done the barber pole like for their centennial season. Those god awful barber pole jerseys they brought back, but they've never gone away from that logo. They've had it like the throwback to the twenties where it had a globe in behind it. But th- th- that's about it. Like, yeah, they should, my rant done. But they should follow Calgary's it, suit and just do it white and be a real toilet seat. Just make the final push, and I think it would be a successful. So, same thing with Florida. I don't like the baby blue. I appreciate the Expos um, shout out there. So, kudos for that. I'm meh about it. Uh, I would really appreciate if they went white with the logo, though. Okay, next up, LA Kings. But, oh. but with yeah, Montreal, go. just before we go to LA, they can. Can they not steal like Wanderers and Maroons jerseys or like take ideas from them? Like, I feel like that'd be the like, why not? No one's, they're never going to get re- resurrected. There's never going to be a Wanderers, never going to be a Maroons. So, why not like take their history too? Because those are both Stanley Cup winning teams, right? I so. think, I don't think anybody would really complain about it, but look at how we are as Toronto fans with our team. Montreal even holds themselves up on a little bit higher of a pedestal because they've won the most cups blah 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 on and on mm-hmm. um the maroons and the wanderers they they're not the same teams like i get where you're coming from and you could maybe take a little bit of inspiration from something like that like but even if you look the at Rockies, that their base right? yeah but the the maroons and the wanderers sweaters they were basically your like sweater you would see i don't even know where kids shop anymore but like your university sweater that says notre dame like it's is, it was a sweater with an m on it or a w like is campus mm-hmm. crew not a store anymore there we go i don't know i always see uh, i always see closing campus. signs on their windows but they're still open two years later uh, those stores always are hilarious okay we still have a lot of these to go through no, I'm not. LA now, Kings. <laughs> LA Kings. We got the purple sleeves with the yellow stripe with the king uh, crown in the middle, the white background. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. I knew nay. somebody Dave. was going to not like this one. I didn't think it'd be dirty, though. Least favorite. Really? What? Why? Oh. I'm sorry. Out of all like these it. shit jerseys, no, it's definitely not. Say but that's the least. It's, no, it's not my. It's not my least favorite. But it's my most disappointing because I don't like the amount of white on this jersey. It's like, oh man, they they did it. They did everything right with the crown, but they put more purple. Right, crown but royal, see, crown like royal. Okay, I mm, want more purple. One of the reasons I like it so much is because yes, I, I love that logo. Throwback to when they first came into the league. But they've done the mustard yellow one. They've done the purple one. So now they've they've now finally done a white one. I think it, it's really crisp and really clean. I I think it pops. It's one of the one of the higher up ones on the list. I think it's probably less scorching hot in LA to wear outside as well. <laughs> so on to what I'm gonna call my least favorite and biggest fail of this whole thing. What the hell did the Nashville Predators do? Basically, they took their alternate from when would that have been? Like David Legwan, oh two, all time leading scorer of the Nashville Predators, David Legwan. Yeah, <laughs> they basically took that jersey and <laughs> made it more modern. That is the ugliest Panther or whatever the hell it is, saber tooth tiger. Saber tooth. Agreed. Ugly. It's, 
what did we say about the Bruins one? The more anatomically correct you make the animal, the less logo it is and the more like freaky and distracting it is. The point is the whole jersey, not to stare at this weird thing in the middle of it. And I think this was like Smashville was at least like a like Beaner was talking about with with Montreal. It's like a deviation from the norm entirely. It's doing something unique because that's the point of this is you can do whatever you want. I just don't understand. And again, we've been crediting the teams. I think it's just Adidas that has designers that are doing all these. I don't think the teams really have a say in it. Okay, so that's a nay all around. Next up. Um, oh, oh. Before before we go, the nat, that last so that's why I don't like the Kings jersey. It actually kind of looks too much like an, a Predators jersey, not this Predators jersey, but a regular Predators jersey. And like again, like we're talking about Nashville Predators here. Like I actually kind I you guys said nay. I actually kind of I'm kind of yay on the Predators. Like I, I I think like the logo itself is very scary and like odd looking, but I actually don't mind the colors at all. But like I mean, it, colors <laughs> I wise, it's just the colors my, of like you know Nashville or Pittsburgh, right? Like it's just it's silver, black, and yellow. Like they're good colors for a jersey. I'm biased because I actually own a hat that is that with that color and that and that uh, and that logo. I don't. I got it for like five bucks somewhere. Nice. <laughs> like like if you were to switch that Predators logo out with like the Steelers logo, I'd be like, yeah, this is a nice jersey. Like it's just it, the jersey's not bad. It's just the logo, like the color scheme. Even you throw a Pittsburgh one on there, it works, right? Why am I going Steelers and Pittsburgh and Penguins? I don't know. Next up, New Jersey Devils. Um, we just got a devil wrench horn thing, whatever they call it. The N, I call it a wrench, but it, it's double horns on an N um, and a J with uh, white. We got, what is that, maroon or blue or purple? I can't tell what color that is because the lighting on these pictures, it looks blue. Blue, orange, and red. Blue, orange, and red with white for New Jersey. I don't know. It's just a boring away jersey. Yeah. It's, it's pretty mid. mid yet tier. again, this goes so that uh, goes back to when they were the Kansas City Scouts. I didn't know Kansas City became New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they they didn't put enough blue in it. To be completely honest, I think it should have had a little bit more blue. Um. It looks That's like the circle around the, uh, the logo is blue, if you zoom in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- th- that's all. Like, and same kind of the same thing with Montreal. Like, you don't have to come up with a new logo. You don't have to completely change your logo forever. Do something a little different. They tried it with the jersey jersey last year. I guess maybe they got too much flack from that, so they didn't want to do it. Yeah, that was. But dumb, just though. it, if you're gonna throw back to the scouts, put scouts across it. Like, yeah. Okay. I think, I think this Jersey though, like I, I'm a huge fan of the New Jersey, <laughs> Jersey Devils jerseys. I grew up with them. Right. And I was like the Christmas jerseys, but uh, one thing that this reminds me of, is it reminds me of like a, like a, um, like a Panthers Jersey from yep. the nineties, but with devil's logo on it. Like it's very, it's very, um, the hell is that great goal for the longest time? It just reminds me of uh, and yeah, it reminds me a lot of a lot of like I've seen so many pictures of funny pictures of him in that that style jersey again that jersey but with a, with the Devils logo even it's like just, a again, kind one, of a miss. Um, so then onto the New Yorks, we got the Rangers with their Statue of Liberty jersey on a solid blue with red sleeves, and the Islanders with their fishermen. Who do you think wins here between the New Yorks? Personally, I would say the Islanders, but they still took the easy way out. It should have been an orange base. I agree. I think the the color scheme is sick on the Islanders one, and the logo is cool. 
but uh yeah i think making it just go in on the orange i know it's a jarring color but like nothing else that they have is really that bright so no yeah i think the islanders top top five for me Uh, i really like that they use the fisherman on this and i kind of like the dark base with the little peaks of orange that's just me though um i don't know uh big change they definitely thought about it and yeah i love it this year they didn't last year no yeah yeah the the rangers one just looks a little simple for me it doesn't even look like a jersey from far away it looks more like streetwear yeah um which is not in a good way yeah no it looks like looks like something i could buy on mulberry street like for a couple bucks you know like like right yeah they they should have brought back the white one they they've done the dark Mm -hmm. a couple times the white hasn't been done since i think gretzky wore that jersey so yeah it's a very patriotic one the red white and blue okay next up we got the ottawa senators who um, have this cool kind of, it's like their old um, side profiled Spartan with, uh, there's like a kind of like a slash, red slash coming out of it and then kind of a curved stripe underneath that. So not your typical one along the bottom. It's kind of their old side profile Spartan. Don't you mean their new side profile Spartan? Johnny, where have you been? It's their new logo. <laughs> what do you mean? Just the old one that they brought back though, isn't it? The, the new one in the... That's why, that's the new one and the original one aren't aren't too far apart so, anymore. Looks is the same not... to me. If you didn't tell me this was reverse retro, I would just think this is a sense jersey. That's what I'm saying. This looks like it's just I the same I think they changed the outline color on the logo or something silly like that. But um, I don't know. It's, it's not... Just it kind of reminds me of like um, those alternate Carolina Hurricanes ones where they have the, the hurricane thing in the middle. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, honestly, I I think they kind of played it safe. It reminds me of like I want to see that jersey with you know Dag on the back, Alexander Dag, one of the best draft busts ever. <laughs> um, and maybe this was just me. I was kind of in the back of my head. I was kind of had a little bit of high hopes for their jersey. Um may melnick rest in peace but the team is now owned by two young women so that's a first in the nhl and i was kind of hoping that maybe they would have put a little bit of influence in and we might have seen something completely out of the ordinary for the sport mm-hmm. interesting yeah. but no <laughs> but moving <laughs> 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 on um so Thanks. philadelphia has a um very very outside the box this is a solid white jersey with a philadelphia flyers logo in the middle what do we think of this uh this reach here (laughs) okay so at first i was thinking okay it's you know same as my previous comments with montreal um that they need to maybe do something logo wise or that because essentially they just did a, a base white black stripe along the bottom and then they did their weird little arm stripe thing. They've done this a couple times on their jerseys. They seem to be the only ones who go with that awkward angled stripes on the arms. But this reverse retro, in my mind, jumped way up the list when I saw their post about what they're going to be doing in warm-ups every time they wear these jerseys. Which is what? Full-length Cooper All Hockey Pants. Oh, my 
Lord. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So on ice image, it it's great. <laughs> I get it. As a aftermarket, like you're buying this to wear, I don't get how this is much different than a regular Philly jersey and how they're they're just gonna get completely stained with you know cheesesteak and get thrown out. <laughs> Use guys and your cheesesteaks. Um, <laughs> so next up, we got the Pittsburgh Penguins who went for the. Uh, Yellow shoulders with a silver stripe, black jersey, um, and then yellow, silver stripes at the top, the bottoms of the jersey and the sleeves. And we got the triangle V penguin with his little head poking up out of the V. I like yay. this. This is a yay for The me. robo penguin. Is that what they call it? Yeah, but they didn't. If you look at, like, look at Yager, mid-90s penguins. He was in this jersey. But they did that. Yeah, they did this it weird gradient color thing behind it where it went from like light gray. I think it went all the way to their gold in behind the logo. Oh, God. And I really wish they would have done something like that to kind of just pay full homage to that jersey, but they didn't. They just played it safe. I think it's pretty cool. I'm going to give this one a yay. Yeah, I think. I always liked this no, logo. I was going to say, I think they were perfect with this. When I think of vintage pens, I would think of this logo and this kind of jersey. Like you said, Beaner, picturing Yager in this. Honestly, spot on top five for me. Next up is... Uh, what were we going to one... say, Darty? Sorry. <laughs> I was just, just going to say, like, this logo is so, like, 1980s. Like, the... Uh, it's got, like, such a, like like Duran Duran album oh, yeah. like vibe to it. Like just like such like, you know, cor- that corporate eighties, like, uh, like that guy, like the guy from Futurama was always, <laughs> you know, he gets uh, like cryogenically unfrozen from the eighties, always talking business and stuff. Like it's just, it's such a cool, like, like throwback. And I, I definitely emphasize with being on, I would have liked just a little bit more nuance there, but Hey, you know, you get what you get. Yeah. So right? Darty, what do you think of the sharks Jersey? We got the, uh, what is, I don't know what to call this teal and gold uh, around the neck, uh, tops of the shoulders, and the bar around the bottom of the uh, sleeves and the jersey with the sharks across the front and teal outlined in gold. It's like um, I get I I hundred percent get that it's a it's a an homage to the golden seals, but it also kind of reminds me of like the Flint Tropics a little <laughs> oh bit. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, just the colors wise. So um, and I didn't realize that the like like the, I guess Golden Seals kind of I don't know like I know I know obviously Florida Panthers has like it's very tropical but the I said, the colors of the San Jose Sharks gives me like you know like Jackie Moon vibes and ah uh, uh, I think I want it like I got to see it on the ice I haven't seen it on the ice yet like right now it's kind of a mm, it's kind of like I want to say nay but like I don't know like it's it's got that's it's got two Will Ferrell movie know. quotes so far just anyone <laughs> keeping tab. It, it gets me really excited to see, like, I, I when I heard they were coming with those jersey colors, I loved it because I think the Sharks should have done that a long time ago Oh yeah, to pay respect to the original teams out there. Um, and then when I saw that Philadelphia is going to wear the Cooperalls for warmups, which I absolutely love, like, as stupid as it sounds and as ugly as they are, that makes me so happy. Um, San Jose Sharks, don't be cowards. you got to put your guys in white skates when they wear those jerseys. <laughs> Um, what I think, honestly, I appreciate the history, but similar to Minnesota in a sense where I believe they should have added a little bit of black in there, even if it was to outline the letters or just to make it pop more, because I think the white base with the kind of lightish turquoise and the yellow 
is hard on the eyes like if you added a little bit of black threading on the outsides just to make it pop like i don't know i think it would have been more successful but i appreciate the references i think it's perfect and i want one <laughs> uh next up we got we got to get through these a little quicker um but yay on the white skates for being all right like we gotta seattle kraken um <laughs> Obviously, there's nothing to really pull from here, but they've got um, kind of a barber stripe. History yeah, never kind of a barber stripe thing no going on with their uh, their Seattle <laughs> right, S. Uh, I like the colors that Seattle has to begin with. So, I mean, it's a cool jersey, but like as far as reverse retro goes, it's more just like an alternate jersey. That yeah, if if they were going reverse retro, in my mind, they really, really should have thrown back to Seattle from way back. And had the full out barber pole with the red and the green and and gone way back or do the, the base jersey that they picked, but use their alternate logo, like use their shoulder patch, the anchor or something else, right? To kind of change it up. Or, yeah, I was just going to say that. God. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I feel like the S is a bit of a, a cop out there. Like I'm they could have done, you know, imagine what if the seattle kraken were around in the 80s what like an 80s style kraken would look like on a jersey like isn't that kind of the point of the reverse retro for these teams that Mm -hmm. weren't around then is like if you were what would your logo have been instead of just slapping on your brand new team's logo like that seems a little lazy this is so lazy too because like they're again we're talking about history right and obviously the the first thing you think is seattle kraken have no history uh how about a freaking seattle supersonics jersey you dumbasses! Like, why don't you just do it? Like, like you don't have to put Supersonics in it. Just have the logo kind of look like the Sonics. Or hell, why not have a, have a Space Needle on the front? Like, that's pretty freaking cool. I don't know. Like, this New York. Yeah, have like a Space Liberty. Needle with. Pay me to do this, all right? Space Needle, are, but like King slacking. Kong style. There's a crack in like tearing the thing down. Like, see, Did like see? how? Oh, mm. that looks like something from Elf, dude. What are you talking? Candy Cane, Freddy Krueger. Oh, my God. The Seattle Metropolitans, for anybody that doesn't know, back when the NHL was first formed, they were one of the teams playing out of the Western League. And their jerseys basically looked like the jersey that you see Freddy Krueger wear in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, my God. That's what they should have done. Here's one that I I think is a sleeper pick. The St. Louis Blues. So they've got the music note, the yellow with the, the little white and blue stripes. I really like this one. I think it's cool. I mean, we've seen a lot of yellow. This year, yellow is becoming quickly a very dominant color in the NHL. Um, but I I like this one. I think it's cool. The music note's sick. Yeah. What I do like you guys it. think? I give it three big, very, very hairy <laughs> thumbs up. All right. That is a great jersey. Um, I like the colors. Th- what is this? Put that they should have done the trumpet jersey. <laughs> For those uh, listening to us, uh, he showed us some god awful jersey with a bunch of trumpets on it. it. Looks like looks like the kind of jerseys like your your local marching high band. school uh, like <laughs> marching, not even marching band, like like a like a choir, uh, like after a school, choir with trumpets, like you know jazz <laughs> band. <laughs> I mean, like the jazz band, you know, like one of those one of those like those like like those after school like it's not even like the actual rehearsal band it's like just the jazz the band cool or something, you know? like just just a bunch of bunch of nerds with uh with, and, with trombones and as much as i agree that 
like as as or sorry as much as I think that they should have gone way off the board like with the trumpet one, I do really like this one. It is very well done. Um, if I remember correctly, I think it's throwing it back to excuse me to the St. Louis Eagles. I believe they were after Ottawa moved there. St. Louis mm-hmm. Eagles ice hockey team. Okay, jersey. It's, I mean, it's that. It's like white. The Blues reverse retro jersey is based on a 1966 prototype worn by the team's ownership a year before the expansion. Mm, That's where I saw it. Okay, got to move on. Tampa Bay Lightning. What in God's green earth? Yes. That's a Danbury Trashers jersey. That's like that's a Brent Gretzky jersey if I've ever seen. So, uh, Beaner, who are you? Who are you going to get on the back of yours? Captain Crunch, Wendell. And uh, we we were joking about this before we got on. Steph, who are you going to put on yours? Uh, of course, Sheldon Keefe. <laughs> so these guys actually wore these things. This is the lightning bolts on the arms, the rain behind the logo, and the tsunami. What the hell is this thing? I hate it. Back in the 90s when sublimation started becoming a really big thing, you started to see a lot of these crazy jerseys. Like the Ducks had the Wild Wing jersey that they brought back last year. You had Tampa with this jersey. Um, The Kings had a jersey out that I don't think they've ever brought back or ever will, the Burger King jersey, which is just a classic. Um, Some of these teams, I don't know if it was to try to make more money by selling jerseys, or just because it was a new a new technology, so they wanted to get it, try to get ahead of the curve. They went really far out there in the nineties. No kidding. Yeah, they were like, "Ooh, computer, let's see what we can do on this." <laughs> this was the original wild. storm surge. This jersey. <laughs> that is, I like it. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like it. Guys. The waves are the waves and the lightning bolts are so stupid. Yeah, I don't like the bottom <laughs> half, but I do appreciate the. You know the logo and how they did the writing and stuff. Uh, I I didn't really look at the bottom half there with the way it looks a lot better than the blue version did way back when. The rain's yeah. kind of cool, but everything else is silly. Is that rain from <laughs> here? I'm like, is that shit? It's it's why. rain, and then it's got lightning bolts on the arms. Oh, oh. Like, I don't think he wore this jersey. I think he still wore the the, the previous uh, design. But like for some reason, I still get so, such Brent Gretzky vibes when I look at that. <laughs> I would definitely put Gretzky on the back of that jersey. And uh, but on on, a, on on that train of thought, okay, so disrespectful. But just out of curiosity, I looked up Brent Gretzky right now, and uh, on his Wikipedia it says Gretzky was taught the game by his father Walter, and then in brackets they put citation needed that's like <laughs> the most disrespectful thing i've ever seen like who is the dickhead who wrote who wrote citation needed on that wow like, <laughs> the, the only thing that implies the only thing that implies is his dad obviously didn't teach him because he's not as good as his brother right like get that like that's just like that's, that's what that's the only thing i'm reading from that it's like why would you need a citation for that it's it's <laughs> it's wade gretzky's brother who the hell else oh, do you yeah. think taught him how to play hockey like <laughs> Like, oh man, this goes out to all you Wikipedia mods, like, and anybody reading Wikipedia, sometimes, like, oh man, it's <laughs> no wonder your t- our teachers told never. us never to cite Wikipedia. I watched a video right? that apparently there's only like a thousand people that like gatekeep the editing on Wikipedia. So, like, if you change anything, they'll immediately change it back. Like, hmm. 
Yeah. So um, moving on, Vancouver's got the Lumberjack logo here. We got uh, this dude on skates. Johnny Canuck. Johnny Canuck. Uh, he's got a little green shirt with blue suspenders. I like it. This is pretty cool. I like the, the number on the front, too. So what's on the sho- other shoulder? Nothing? Nothing. Mm. So it's got like where you would have like the captain or assistant captain C or A. Yeah. It's got the number, which is kind of kind of cool. like what like Buffalo and Dallas did that. When was that? Oh nine ten type that kind of time frame. A couple oh, yeah. different NHL teams did that on the front of their jerseys. Uh, I, it's not for me. I think they could have done a little bit better with the striping and everything, but. Yeah, At least they did something different. Considering mm-hmm. everybody's got varying thicknesses and angles of stripes and they really went creative with it, the fact that it's just like solid, the same size, all the stripes on it, I don't know, it seems a little weak. Uh, next up, uh, Vancouver. Canucks. Which jersey are we on right now? Vancouver? You guys don't like the Canucks jersey? I like it. I, lo- I love the little uh, animated uh, lumberjack guy. Like, it's not the most like creative jersey, but I'm... Um, like I'm giving it a big yay just because like it makes me think of the every time I see him it makes me think of the uh, <laughs> the log riders waltz or whatever the log drivers waltz anybody who's ever <laughs> that's a heritage Canada moment right there that's I do not like the end. numbers on the front that's if I don't know I don't like that at all it's a little busy but I don't know I especially cool. if you have an A or a C on the other side then it's like it's looking more like uh, ad like where does the ad go at that point you know I don't but we're talking about something that's probably going to be worn. In- <laughs> at most three games ever right like it's more as a as something that you're wearing around so i think it's kind of cool that if you're wearing this and you have a name on the back that like people from the front can also see what like they could if they're fans they could imply like what name you have on the back right i really hope that with this jersey they do something crazy like you know bo horvat instead of the c being on the front the c looks like it's a shoulder patch Mm -hmm. like something completely off the wall Ooh. That's what I was thinking. Uh, next up, we got Vegas, who just put Vegas across their jersey uh, on black, and then they got a gold and red stripe. The cool thing is, when you turn the lights off, the Vegas glows in the dark, and this is an homage to the Vegas Strip. I think it's kind of cool. Was, I was just about to say, for once, they didn't go over the top and tried to flaunt that they were Vegas. But the fact that the letters glow in the dark, no, they they, they still stuck true to their name, and were oh, did you not know that, that little tidbit? I, mm. I when I heard that one glow glue in the dark or was glowing in the dark, I just assumed it was Dallas. Oh, That's what yes. it looks like. Uh, First uh, jersey <clears throat> ever to glow in the dark in the NHL. Um, I like it for a team with no history. I don't know. I think it's solid and moving away from the symbol and just writing Vegas down, down the front of the Jersey. Yeah. I think it kind of, it seems like something that would be an old Jersey of theirs. The only other thing that I could see that would be a little more interesting is to add like some imagery of the strip behind the word Vegas, because they're implying such with like the, the glow in the dark. If there was actually like, you could maybe when you, turn the lights off there is a strip that appears right like you can see the strip that glows in the dark but it's not there when it's in the light mm-hmm. like something like that would be kind of cool yeah how like on the toronto uh drew jersey they have like the the toronto skyline oh, i think what? like they could have done something similar just to be more vegasy with it but otherwise yeah. i think it's pretty cool now is that glow in the dark because they're not going to be lighting the lamp up too what much be- this year or? <laughs> 
Jack Eichel got two goals last night. Give him a break. Did yeah, but he's well? going to get hurt. I said, yeah, I said Jack Eichel is. But they'll give him whatever surgery he wants, Dean. Come on. And then they won't make the playoffs again. They have the money. He's just... <laughs> Okay, next up, Washington Capitals. I just thought maybe if they, if instead of Vegas, they. Uh... Sorry, go on. Johnny wants to well, go. Well, we're almost go at two hours people. and we're talking no, about. Jesus. No, we're, we're going to skip it. I'll, sa- I'll save that one for. Okay. Yeah. I'll save that one for another. Washington week. Capitals. We got the uh, the Falcon with the stars and the uh, little V-shaped stripe at the bottom. It's gold. It's got Capitals. says Capitals right on it on the stripe. I think it's kind of cool. I like this one. Ole Kolzig all the way, baby. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I'm yay as well. Um, Winnipeg Jets. Yay. Guys, yay, Winnipeg yay, yay, Jets actually have a pretty cool reverse retro jersey, and I don't like the Winnipeg Jets at all. Except they'd never tried their alternate logo. Mm-hmm. Which is which one? They made one with a modern jet, did they not? When they came out, and they've never used it other than a shoulder patch. Oh, oh yeah. I like. This I don't know. One. I like it. I like the color scheme. the The blue, black, white. It's unlike any other team. It's very like kind of icy and. You know, it's it's like the most. I don't know. It it says hockey to me when I look at it. You know, like some of them we've been saying, like you could take this and it it you know could be a a industry of any other sort. This one I look at, I'm like, that's a hockey jersey. Yeah, agreed. I've always liked that. I've always liked the classic Winnipeg Jets, like you know, sea of white uh, logo. Me too. What was it? No, what, what the hell is it called again? Their whiteout? That's a white. Some some stupid thing they used to do back. In yeah, the and I like the big day. thick blue stripe with like the black on either side of it. It's it's just a clean jersey. I like it. It's not going to be that clean if you buy one because I don't know. I would never buy a white jersey for that reason. I have one that is signed, and I don't know how to wash it without getting the signatures off. Anyway, uh, you got to show me what this alternate logo is, though, Bean. Like, I'm trying to find it now with the. I think the one I'm thinking of is this one here, like off the air, off the air. I don't want, I don't, I don't. I don't I... That's kind of cool. <laughs> that'd be, that actually, that um, it's be like winged. Cool. It almost yeah. looks like a pilot pin, like it's wings with a leaf in the middle. Um, okay, so there's one team obviously that we skipped over, and we're gonna finish with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, there's been mixed reviews of this. Everybody either is like eh, or they hate it. Um, I'm leaning more towards the Eh, it's like like we've kind of criticized a lot of teams for there's nothing drastic with it there's not much you can do while maintaining the toronto maple leafs logo and color scheme like it's always just going to be some variation of blue and white with a maple leaf in the middle i like the little kind of band-aid type shoulder thing like the white that kind of comes down um i like the stripes but it's a cool logo and cool font but it's just kind of with how restrictive they are with um, the design. I feel like it's it's good, but it could have been better. Mm, I don't agree. And I think I feel like Bean has a, a disagreement. So I uh, I, I'm kind of sort of on the same page as Johnny. Like, I don't love it, but I don't like I don't hate it. It's it, it's paying homage to like what Keon wore his rookie year, right? Early 60s. Um I know they weren't going to do what I wanted them to do, so I'm a big fan of the the 70s style, like what you'd see Sittler wear 
with the the stripes going from shoulder to wrist right all the way down the arm and that's kind of what they did last year they just went gray with it for some god awful reason yeah wasn't it two um, years ago now uh yeah actually sorry that was during the um because last year was the drew house uh, one yeah that was the covid year the bubble year mm-hmm. the north division sorry um I was kind of hoping they would go like radical and take the TML shoulder patch. I was going to say the same thing. I wanted the early thousands as their logo. Yeah, because everybody's been doing like kind of an 80s to 2000s vibe. And like the ones that are going way old are sticking out as like, "Eh, this doesn't go with the rest of them. And the fact, like you said, they went 60s with it. I'm like, why wouldn't you go 90s, 2000s? Just lean into the weird. Like I love the leaf because it's it's subtle like most most people that aren't really leaf fans are going to look at it and be like okay yeah that's a leaf that's what they have on their jersey but no it it is different um so i do like the leaf i just i was a little underwhelmed let's put it that way yeah um you know we kind of expected the pattern from the early 2000s it's been hinted a bunch of times throughout the summer so i kind of knew that type of jersey was coming appreciate the color flip but at the same time a lot of people wanted the white because we see a lot of darker jerseys recently so like a white base jersey so that's why i kind of appreciate like philly or the ducks or buffalo for choosing that white base jersey um also another person on twitter pointed out to me cg said the old leaf had 13 points representing a Stanley Cup. This retro logo has an additional point of 14. I don't know if that that was uh, on purpose, but of course it was. Um, I don't like the little blue. <laughs> Just like Joe NHL. I don't like the little blue <laughs> lining inside the leaf, just the one stitch around. I think it kind of looks cheap in that sense. I think it could have been done better. But overall, out of all of the jerseys, I appreciate that they did the NHL logo in orange on every jersey. And it stands out. Ooh. And on this leaf jersey, I think it looks sick. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of mad. Way better than last year and the year before. I'm... I like it, but it could have been better. I like the Drew House one better than both reverse retro ones, to be honest. Just because, like we've been saying, it's hard to it's hard to deviate from jersey. that logo, and that's the only time that they've really done it. And going with the black and yellow, as silly as the coloring seems, face value. I think it's in hindsight, it's the biggest risk they've taken with it, and it's the most interesting, in my opinion, just for that. And having like the skyline etched in. Anyway, Darty, why do you hate this? Sorry, why do you love this? I don't hate this at all. I love this jersey. I actually, I love it so much. Like, man, me and Leafs Nation have not been on the same page, and everybody wants to like rip a strip off me. Well, I'm the one that loves this jersey, so like, kick rocks, kids. Because one, yes, that extra, the extra little um, like spike on the on the Leafs. Like, hey, like maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we're hinting at that uh, that number fourteen, right? And like being saying, oh, I wanted 70s, 80s jersey. Well, you did. You got your 70s, 80s jersey. Look at the shoulder pads, right? Like if, if you notice uh, by the uh, the NHL logo, which is in it's very proud orange, like that. Uh, like I've always loved that NHL logo just because like um, I love that picture of Martin Brodeur on his draft year where he's got that. like mm-hmm. <laughs> He looks like Gus Griswold <laughs> from Recess <laughs> with the dirt stash. You know, he's like smiling. and He's got the, the big orange NHL logo behind it. Well above it you've got the white shoulder pads and guess what there's no 
there's no crisscross applesauce uh, uh, laces, right? That's not a, a 1960s jersey. Did we, they went straight to 70s with that idea because they, they kicked out the laces, right? Small but significant. And that leaf, you're, uh, like you're saying you don't have enough white, mm. that leaf is very proudly big and, and it takes up a lot of space. And I know, I, Steph, you think it looks cheap, but to me, like, I just love how it looks like it's, like, like it's, like it's very heartwarming mm. to me because it looks like it's stitched in with love. It looks like it's. It looks like one of those old Letterman Letterman jackets where they got where they actually stitch in the uh, in the logo because all the rest of them kind of look like you're talking about the the what the hell is uh, the uh, not Toronto the Tampa Bay Lightning how it looks like what do they call it sublimation or whatever this that, that leaf like I don't know if it is or isn't but it actually does look it like looks it's, like it's made like out of felt and it's gonna like, tear like off if I get it caught on something. I like it. Uh, so they can sell you another one. Yeah. Just no to, warranty. No warranty with these. <laughs> just to wrap this up with some breaking news. Um, since recording this, some games have ended. Um, so Tampa beat Florida three to two. Colorado lost to Seattle, guys. Ooh. So this puts Seattle now at two wins um, with two OT losses. They have six points. They are two points ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. Don't count them out. <laughs> What is happening? I mean, Edmonton's only played four games, but like, this is what I mean. Seattle's in there. This is crazy, man. Also, God, Jared Jared Bednar is going to have a long week of trying to justify to the media what his team was doing, losing to a bottom feeder like the Kraken. <laughs> oh, I yeah. bet he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like um, taking an OT against Florida. Yeah, and um, that was. Two goals for Braden Point and one for Matt Kachuk. But what uh, what I don't think anybody really noticed, unless they did because they follow numbers, uh, the Dallas Stars coming into that game against the Leafs had only allowed a total of three goals against. That's crazy. Yeah. They still are leading the league with only six goals. Or actually, no, St. Louis only has five. But like I said, they've only played two games, so that doesn't really count. Everybody else is in double digits for goals against except Pittsburgh and Carolina who have eight and nine and the Leafs put them from three to six. So Dallas and Jake Ottinger are the, uh, the goaltending and defensive team to watch this year. Clearly nine sixty six for Ottinger. So far Jesus. in the season, uh, so glad he didn't play against the Leafs. Uh, Wedge will still did very well. He was the third start of the game. I think he had four, 40 odd saves 40 uh let's see 40 saves he did very well but yeah the otter is on fire unreal okay any closing points here i mean i would say overall the reverse retros were uh good i'd say there's more hits than misses i'd say it's kind of like 70 30 or 65 35 as far as like hits to misses go um there's a couple I don't remember all of them the from year? the drop last time, but I mean, at least as I look at the one on the Leafs one I have on my wall that I'm like, eh, I don't really like this jersey. It's cool, but I don't really like it. Um, I think, yeah, I think there's a couple this time I want to buy, and I did not feel that way last time. Last time there was probably one or two. This time I'm like, oh shit, I need to not buy six jerseys that aren't yeah. Leafs jerseys. It's when all that that gambling yeah, money man. comes in. Get, gonna be I want the Sharks, jerseys, the baby. Panthers, the Jets, <laughs> the um, 
leaves and there was one other one I had earmarked, but anyway, yeah, those are my faves. Sharks, coyotes, coyotes kings, yeah. lightning. Uh, that's Spears probably it. Okay. I'll end up getting a leaf. Like, who am I kidding? I'm going to get a leaf one. Of course but, you are. Um, I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> just just put just put nikki bobby all right the back we accidentally went two okay. hours on this episode i was not expecting that you're welcome so um we'll be back fuck are we gonna be back tomorrow night after the game against uh winnipeg i guess sweet okay so um catch up on this two hour one quick because there's <laughs> another one tomorrow night we are leafs Late Night, presented by Inside the Rink. Remember to check out InsideTheRink.com for pregame and postgame articles, as well as just like write-ups on different things going on Leafs and other teams around the league. Yeah, because Josh and Nathan and Mike are doing a fantastic job over there. So be sure to check out their articles before every game and after every game. And then after you're done with those, you can come and listen to this. It's just a full package, guys. It's all there for you. Yeah. Um. You come chirp me on Twitter. You can uh, you can check out our Instagrams. We're always posting on there. There's always fun stuff we're doing. There's yeah. little things. There's a There's Discord. There's a Discord. Because, like, again, I don't like posting it publicly because then anybody can get in. Um, I've, I hit our outro button, but it's not working. So, Dar, do you want to give us an improv outro? Uh, improv outro? Okay. I'll try to do I'll t- do a little guitar solo a la Marty Zilstra. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you put me on the spot here. Please late night. <laughs>